The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. There are some candidates running for president that are playing a certain card. They're playing the woman card. Well, I don't believe in playing the woman card. I believe in playing the alpha male card, and that's the card that I have been playing since the day I was born, and I will continue playing that, being a proud USDA-certified 100% alpha male through and through and as alpha males that means we enjoy life's great pleasures we don't need an occasion to celebrate but there is an occasion coming up next thursday and while i'm not mexican while i'm 100 percent legal u.s citizen i was born here i did not climb a wall i did not cross the rio grande illegally i can tell you that we will use the 5th of may cinco de mayo to celebrate enjoy some great tequila tequila libations Long Ash greetings and salutations, a Long Ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha, America's Alpha male front and center. Today we have moved Command Center Alpha, Humidor 1A, to the flagship store for Davidoff of Geneva, USA. We are in the Cigar City of Tampa, right by the airport at Davidoff of Geneva since 1911, their cigar and lounge. And we, of course, want to thank the great hospitality from uh, Jeff Borshowitz and his great crew today here at Davidoff. And we are surrounded by thousands of cigars. We are just uh, con- commencing broadcast maneuvers from a magnificent bar overlooking hundreds of top-shelf liquor, including some great whiskey and vodkas and Irish whiskeys, as well as great tequila. And we will be sampling a plethora of that, and we'll uh, welcome in just a few minutes Somalier Dave Cabanis, our resident Somalier and mixologist Elizabeth, who will join us today. But first, this past Tuesday evening, a huge night for Donald J. Trump. Just absolutely won the Northeast states, five states, Uh, Some of the big ones, including Pennsylvania, Maryland, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Delaware, absolutely trounced Ted Cruz. But there was an interesting exchange on CNN. Actually, I find their coverage pretty good because their panelists are pretty good, although some of their panelists are off the rocker. But there is one panelist, Jeff Lord, who is a big Trump supporter, resides in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, worked in the Reagan administration. So he is an analyst, and when they were talking about Donald Trump winning, they started to talk about the dynamics behind his win, and they were specifically talking about the women vote, the female vote. Take a listen to what Jeff Lord had to say, because it involves 
alpha males. I was told by a woman friend the other night who had a party, I will not mention her name, but she had all these women in her house for some affair, and they're talking about Donald Trump. And she says, you know, we're all independent, we're all into feminism, she says, but you know what we like about him? He's an alpha male. <laughs> I'm going, what, what does this mean here? I will tell you exactly what it means. That women like the fact that Donald Trump is decisive, he is unafraid to state his feelings, he is assertive, he is dominant. That is exactly what it means. Now, let me bring in mixologist Elizabeth, who I refer to as mixologist Queen Elizabeth. You are a lovely female. Tell me, would you rather have an alpha male or a wussified beta male? I'm going to go with option A. Option A. There really is no other option, is there? No. <laughs> option A. And why, is, why would you go with option A? Uh, like you said, it's a strong, assertive personality that, you know, that confidence is really what you look for in a leader and not the wussification. That's exactly right. And I'm sure you see many wussified betas that come across, that you, you run into on a regular basis. On a regular basis, yes. Exa and it's a big turnoff, isn't it? Huge. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's, it's almost pathetic. You almost want to, like, when you watch them take their head and tuck it between their tail, it's a pitiful sight. Yeah. But when you see a man with big nads who stands tall, who's decisive, that turns you on, doesn't it? Much more attractive, absolutely. Exactly. So it's very simple. Now, you'll have many females that will try to try to make this into a big deal. Like the, the Democrats, they can't understand. What is this with this alpha male? I, I don't understand it. How can we explain it? It's very simple. People want to go back, especially women and men as well. They are tired of being led on a little leash. They're tired of being told that everything they want to enjoy is not, uh, is not appropriate. They're being tired of being told that it's not okay to be a masculine male. And we have, of course, since the time we started this show just about 21 years ago, we've always believed in the alpha male mantra. And that is, we work hard, we play hard, we are proud to be men, we treat our women great, we enjoy the good life, we're decisive, we don't have to apologize whether somebody believes we should or not. And what I mean by that is when somebody, if you make a statement and you believe it to be factually true and somebody disagrees, you don't apologize. We've gotten into a situation in this country the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, 15 years, that if you say something that somebody disagrees with or takes offense to, even though it may be true, you have to come out and apologize. We say absolutely not. We stand tall. We are proud to be assertive and decisive and successful alphas no matter what our field of endeavor. Now, speaking of the woman card, as I started the show today, Hillary Clinton, as you know, Donald Trump earlier this week said that basically Hillary Clinton was uh, relying on, uh, on the woman card, that she wouldn't have more than 5% of the vote if it wasn't for playing the woman card. And to a degree, he is exactly correct. She has played the woman card. Well, how did the Hillary Clinton campaign react to that? Well, they did not let an opportunity buy to fundraise off of Donald Trump's latest jab. They sent out an email with a graphic, and the email offered women literally a woman card. And it uh, looks like a subway card, little plastic card, and it says woman card. There's a, uh, almost a, a figure you'd see on a, on a, a lady's restroom, uh, the outline of a woman, and it says the official Hillary for America woman card. And on the lower right-hand side, they have the Hillary logo. And then on the bottom, it says, deal me in. Well, if you give a donation, they will send you this Hillary Clinton woman card. And what I find interesting is, of course, Hillary says, I don't play the woman card. But there's about 100 sound bites. And what's the first thing they do after 
that uh, the, the, she's accused of playing the woman card, they literally send out a woman card fundraising email. And I believe this, that women are equal, certain as men. I have no problem with women uh, graduating from college or getting post-secondary degrees. I have no problem with women in the workforce. I have no problem with women running for office. What I have a problem is when women say they want to be treated fairly, and they are criticized on the campaign trail, which is fair game, and then they want to complain and say, well, here's a male that is beating us up. They did it to Bernie Sanders, and they will do it to Donald Trump. I'm 100% for equality and fairness. What I am not is for someone saying, well, we should have fairness and equality with come, when it comes to job opportunities and pay and entrance into educational institutions. But oh, by the way, there are certain times we want to play uh, the female card. And that's really unacceptable. And Queen Elizabeth, let me ask you this, mixologist Elizabeth, you ever play the female card? Ah, you have, haven't you? Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this very simple question. You believe in equality, right? I do. Okay. So, if you go out with someone, they offer to pay for a date, they pay. Do you offer to treat them the next time? I do. Ah, okay, very good. That's impressive. I do. Very impressive. Now, an alpha male would say, listen, no problem, I'll get it. But when you're close to somebody, I don't think it's a problem if someone says, you know what, you take great care of me, my treat. I, I agree with that. So how have you played the woman card? I want to know. Um, I think I've played the woman card with, you know, my significant other a few times. Uh -huh. But that's just to get my way with him. Uh -huh. It's not in, you know, society. Okay, there you go. I keep it So you bet the eyelashes. Yes. You know, you throw a little tantrum and you say nothing, nothing no, you know, no horizontal mambo maneuvers for you tonight unless you give me what I want. Exactly. Uh -huh. I You'd keep be it at home. Yes, you would be. I would hit the eject button if that happened. <laughs> All right, just to let you know on that, we would hit the eject button. But in any event, we won't hit the eject button on you, mixologist Queen Elizabeth, today because we will get to Cinco de Mayo and tequila tasting and mixology maneuvers as we celebrate Cinco de Mayo. And I want to make it very clear. There have been no illegal Mexican aliens used in the production of today's broadcast. There have been no illegal aliens that I know of that have been used in making and distilling the tequila. Somalia, Dave, can I see your papers before I say whether you are an illegal alien or not? Yes, General, I have them for you. You have your papers? A mixologist, Elizabeth, show me her papers. Sergeant Steve, I'm not sure. We're going to have to check your papers as well. But I can tell you, lieutenants, that there were absolutely no illegals used in the production of today's outstanding and exceptional broadcast. We will continue with Cinco de Mayo and tequila tasting maneuvers next. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit jarguera.com 
to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Now, a conversation with Rocky Patel about the vintages. The vintages. I sought out to find some of the oldest, rarest wrappers in the world. The 1990, 92, and 99 vintages are very special. You got three different wrappers on three great cigars. The 90 is a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper. The 92 is a 10-year-old Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. And the 1999 is a gorgeous, golden, 7-year-old Connecticut wrapper. Three beautiful, mild to medium-bodied cigars. Tons of flavor, yet elegant and well-balanced. Great fermentation on tobacco. You're going to love it. The beauty about the vintages is that they draw great, they burn perfectly, and you can smoke them down to the last inch. You can't go wrong with any vintage. Every cigar, from the beginner to the aficionado, great masterpieces for your humidor. I hope you love it. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you nobody works harder to make a better cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Pull out your sombreros. It's Cinco de Mayo tequila tasting maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. Now, last year, I remember after we did the Cinco de Mayo and tequila tasting maneuver show, I received some emails, not many, but a few saying, General, how dare you? How how dare that you 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 celebrate Mexican Independence Day? How dare you? We, we, we've got to build a wall, which I agree with. But let me just point out, Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. Cinco de Mayo literally translates to the 5th of May. It is the date observed to commemorate the Mexican Army's unlikely victory over French forces at the Battle of Puebla on May 5, 1862, under the leadership of General Ignacio Zaragoza Seguin. Now, let's face it, here in the United States, we never miss out on an opportunity to enjoy a great party. So for St. Patrick's Day, whether you're Irish or not, we celebrate. Cinco de Mayo, whether you're Mexican or not, whether you are legal or not, well, actually, we only want legals listening to this show. So therefore, we will celebrate, so we will enjoy some great tequila and tequila-inspired cocktails. And to join us, we have front and center longtime resident sommelier of the Cigar Dave Show, sommelier Dave Cavanis. Greetings, sommelier Dave. General, long ashes to you, as always, and greetings to you. I'm all excited about being 
a non-illegal and that drinking. would be non-illegal meaning you are legal i am you are a legal legal u.s citizen uh, if you talk to some of my siblings they would question that but i have some really phenomenal tequilas today and some of my favorite and i also brought a mezcal for queen elizabeth our mixologist to play with today outstanding you'd seg right into mixologist Elizabeth, we call her mixologist Queen Elizabeth. Good to see you again, mixologist Elizabeth. And uh, you, you've got some great concoctions that you will be coming up with for us today. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me back. All right. Now, Samanie, Dave, uh, first of all, b- before we get into our specific lineup of the tequilas we'll sample, as well as the different concoctions, let's talk about what tequila is. Uh, first of all, the first impression many people think about tequila is that they're going to get hungover that they're going to be very sick, they're going to feel terrible, and there's a reason for that. It's because most of the time when they're on vacation, cheap tequila is poured into their cocktails, and they drink it out in the heat in the sun. They drink it like it's water, and that's not a good recipe. And that's not really the way that we're going to enjoy tequila today. No, and you just mentioned it. They're doing shots, and they're dehydrating themselves. As with any beverages that we have promoted on your show, you should always hydrate yourself with some water, as we all have a glass of water here to drink. But yeah, the tequilas are really a very nice, soft beverage that you can consume neat or in a cocktail. Absolutely. In fact, uh, as you know, for those of you that have listened to our tequila tasting maneuver shows over the last you know, many, many years, you know that some of these tequilas are worthy of putting in a snifter and drinking neat, almost like cognac. Oh, sure. Very much so. In fact, I brought Milagra again this year. They have the select barrel, something like a single barrel where you would have with a whiskey or a bourbon, and they are very nice to be drank neat. Outstanding. Now, let's talk specifically about tequila, Sabadier Dave. Many people know about tequila, but they may not know the specifics. So tequila is a distilled beverage, a regional specific name for a distilled beverage made from the blue agave plant, primarily in the area surrounding the city of Tequila, which is 40 miles northwest of Guadalajara in the highlands uh, region of the central western Mexican state of Jalisco. Now, the red volcanic soil in the surrounding region, very well suited to growing the blue agave. More than 300 million of the plants are harvested there each year. And blue agaves, we've seen those before, they almost resemble a cactus. Correct. They look just like one, but they're really uh, the lily family, which blows people's minds away when you tell them that. Well, one of the things that we've learned is that not only does the blue agave plant make great tequila, but there's also agave nectar, which is like honey. Yes. So what they have done is, similar to taking any sort of other grown vegetable or fruit matter, you can basically take anything that's grown and ferment it, and make it into a distilled libation. Sure. So instead of using sugar in a drink, whether you're going to make a margarita, whereas Elizabeth's going to go ahead and mix some really nice drinks, instead of using whole grain, you know, raw sugar, we use the agave nectar, which will supplant that sweetness need. Mexican laws state that tequila may only be produced in the state of Jalisco, and it is protected through NAFTA in Canada and the United States. Uh, What is interesting is that most of the tequila that is distilled today is placed into large tankers and then brought to the United States to then be bottled. Why is that? Well, because it's cheaper to do that. There's a large bottling plant here in the state of Florida up in Jacksonville. Even Bacardi, the rum, would then tank their juice up there 
put it in the bottles, and then transported. Glass is very heavy. If you're taking it from point A to point B, it costs a lot of money on your transportation. If you can get it close to the source of con consumption, it's a lot cheaper. Never knew that. Tequila most often made at 38 to 40 percent alcohol by volume, or 76 to 80 proof, but it can go as high as 110 proof. And interesting history with tequila. First produced in the 16th century near the city of Tequila, but uh, the Aztec people have previously made a fermented beverage from the agave plant long before the Spanish arrived in 1521. When the Spaniards ran out of their own brandy, they began to distill agave to produce one of North America's first indigenous distilled spirits. Yeah, it was out of need. The Spaniards, which were conquering the Aztecs, they needed something to drink because of brandy they couldn't get from Spain anymore. So they were doing what the locals were doing, drinking tequila. And Don Cenobio Sousa, founder of Sousa Tequila and municipal president of the village of Tequila from 1884 to 1885, the first person to export tequila to the United States, but it was initially known as Tequila Extract. They just changed the name to Tequila. And uh, when you take a look at some of the interesting history uh, of tequila, that there has been a lot of uh, purchasing of those brands by some very, very big distilled spirit companies. Become yes. very popular around the world now. Yeah, the suppliers now are consolidating and all that, whether it is Proximo, William Grant, Diageo, they are in control of all the major brands right now. All right, we'll talk a little bit about the aging and the production of tequila, and we'll also talk about the types of tequila, because there are, there are different types that we'll get into. But when we come back, we'll conduct the national cigar and... Uh, well, I should say the cigar litation and alcohol libation ceremony. We will do that. We will tell you about a great new cigar. In fact, I'm the first person in the entire world to receive a box of a brand new cigar from Camacho. I was sworn to secrecy. I told you about it. I hinted at it last week. And because the response was so overwhelming of people that were inquiring of Camacho what the cigar was, instead of releasing the information in May, they decided to release it earlier than they expected. So I now can give you all the details on what will be a huge winner for Camacho, a full-flavored, high-octane cigar. We are celebrating Cinco de Mayo by enjoying tequila and tequila cocktail maneuvers today on The Cigar Dave Show. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Tradition 
traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, last week I hinted about a new cigar that was given to me by Dylan Austin, the VP of Marketing for Camacho and the Avo Brands for Davidoff USA. And he said, General, you can smoke it, you can sample it, you can show a picture of it, but you cannot show the picture of the box of the bands and you cannot divulge the name just yet. So I was sworn to secrecy. Well, as I mentioned, I am the first person in the world to have received, and I tweeted this out, first person in the world to receive a box of the brand new Camacho Power Band. It is part of their Master Built series. This is a full flavored, high octane pleasure stick. And I'm looking at this box. This box is absolutely incredible. It's got black with some silver. It's a uh, just a high-gloss, shiny finish. And on the top of the box, it's got the Power Band logo. And this was inspired by a twin, classic twin, V-twin engine. And as they said, the newest released under the Master Built series, the Camacho Power Band, it is an intense, adrenaline-fueled cigar experience inspired by the power performance and acceleration associated with a classic v-twin engine built to galvanize a brotherhood of freedom seekers power band uses three different lajeros in the filler two high octane corojo lajero tobaccos one from esteli nicaragua the other from honduras as well as a san vicente dominican lajero the wrapper is a habano 2000 wrapper just a beautiful looking wrapper, a little bit of a shine to it. The filler, two additional tobaccos from the Dominican Republic, a San Vicente Viso and a Peloto Cubano. The Viso giving it just a little bit of that sweetness, but a lot of flavor on this. This will have three different sizes, come in three sizes, the Power Band, a Robusto, a Toro, and a Gordo, $11 to $13 per cigar. They will launch, they will conduct a 50-city tour with some very cool experiences, and the first one, will be at the Davidoff of Geneva flagship Cigar City Tampa store beginning on Friday, June 10th. And then it makes its way around. And I have got uh, Tommy, the general manager of the uh, Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 Cigar City flagship Tampa. 
Tell me, who was the first person to give you a Davidoff, a correction, a Camacho power band, Tommy? Cigar Dave. That is correct. Now, you're smoking that right now. Uh, Tell yes, me how you enjoy it. Uh, I actually love it. Uh, the thing about Davidoff, which I like, the way they blend is even when something is strong, the balance is just incredible. The smoothness of it with strength makes your throat not scratch. And that's what I like about Davidoff and why I smoke them. The first few inches, very, very full flavored. Then it tames down. And then the last few inches fires up again. But you hit it right on the head. There's no bite. There's no, there's no scratchiness. There's no burn. There's no harshness on the throat or on the palate. It's very, very smooth because of the aged tobaccos. And I think that's going to be a big hit for them. Yes, even the packaging is beautiful. It just gives you that racing theme on it, which I love. Tommy, you are the first cigar retailer in the world to be smoking that cigar. That's an honor. It's big. And I didn't even get it from Davidoff. You got it from me. That's, That's right. It. Dylan Austin gave that to me uh, yesterday. Exactly. So we will continue with Litation, the Camacho Power Band. That's what I will enjoy today. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Well, Master Sergeant Don, who's one of the managers here at Davidoff, allowed me to use his beautiful Zycar portable cigar scissors. That's what I will use today. Very elegant way to cut this beautiful Camacho Power Band. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, as always, from the Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories, I've got my special Cigar Dave lock and load. Huge tank again. This feels like you've got a giant grenade in your hand. Huge tank, single SST butane flame. Could adjust from about an inch all the way to four inches. And that's it's got enough power to fire up this Camacho power band. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, here comes the cut on this beautiful Davidoff. Correction, I keep on saying Davidoff. It's Camacho power band, but Camacho owned by Davidoff. So I've trimmed just enough. And as I look at this magnificent looking cigar. It has the vertical band that is known, uh, that really Camacho launched several years ago. And on it, it's got some great phrases that capture the essence of this cigar. Full throttle flavor, blast of endorphin, the force of acceleration, high octane intensity, push of adrenaline, from spark to exhaust, push the limits, legendary powerhouses. And it's got a secondary band on the bottom with a power band. And it looks like the, you can see there's a V representing kind of a, uh, a V twin uh, camshaft, if you will, camshaft or the top of an engine. I'll pull that off. I will gently toast the foot of this cigar. This is the Toro size, six by 50, classic size. Just a great looking cigar, great drop. And Tommy, right off the bat, uh, first few impressions, first, first couple of puffs. Uh, just the power in the beginning. Um, when I roll the cigar too, all the spice I get through the nose. and But it's just, just the smoothness of it and the balance. Samadier Dave, as I toast the foot of this cigar, get ready to puff and rotate. Your thoughts. You have one as well. This is fantastic, General. As Tommy said, you get that full flavor on it, but as it smokes, it softens up. This is really a delicious cigar. Mm. This is great. Great draw. Yeah, it is. Mm. Very good draw on this. Perfect. Yeah, there's no question about it. And what's interesting is this Camacho is made down in the Dominican Republic along with the Camacho uh, barrel-aged, the first two Camacho brands that are not made in Honduras. And 
Whether Honduras or the Dominican Republic, all of Davidoff's factories are outstanding, and Camacho building a huge factory down in Honduras that is uh, soon to open, which will be absolutely incredible, along with some of their own proprietary farms in which they're now harvesting and growing their own cigar tobacco. So a great cigar, the Camacho Power Band, not available officially until June 10th. You heard it about it here exclusively first. And I will tell you that this cigar is a powerhouse, but very, very smooth, very pleasant. Not recommended for a novice, not recommended for a relative uh, neophyte. But for those of you that have a developed palate, like a medium, medium full cigar, I would try it. Take your time smoking it. You'll find it to be very enjoyable. And the aroma on this is absolutely fantastic. It sure is. And it is a long ash, General. Mm. Right it is. I'm loving this. And these will go great with our tequilas today. So, Tommy. Uh, stick around because we've got some tequilas for you to sample as well. Thank you. Does 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 uh, Jeff Borshowitz, the boss, he doesn't mind you? Well, I actually buy uh, most of the liquor for the for the company with me. And, oh, that's right. Uh, you're yeah. the you're the yeah. taster. Yeah. He's the man. Perfect. So we've got some great tequilas. So speaking of which, Somalia Dave, give us the lineup of tequilas that we will enjoy today. I didn't want to go too high end on it. I wanted to do something which would go along with the drinks that Elizabeth's going to make. We're going to start off with either the 1800 lineup, which is this Blanco, Reposado, and Yeho. And they also have a coconut that you can utilize as far as neat or a drink. And then I go into one of my favorites, which is Malagro. We have the Blanco, Repo, and Añejo. I did not bring their select barrels. I couldn't get any of those, but those are very delicious. And then in honor of something different that people think is a tequila, but it isn't, Mezcal. So I've got Montelope. What is Mezcal? It's a agave base, but it's not the Blue Weber. There's a German doctor who founded that particular Blue Agave, Dr. Weber, German doctor, scientist. And that's where tequila is. It's grown in that area of Jalisco and all that. So that's what all these are from. But Mezcal is any of it grown anywhere in Mexico. There's like two, three hundred different plants that you can make it out of. I always thought Dr. Weber was in charge of uh, creating Grills. the grill, Weber's Grill. He might and, have. And Weber's Mustard <laughs> from Buffalo. Who knew? He could have. All right, let's talk about, uh, first of all, how tequila is made, how it's distilled, Somalia Dave. Then we'll get into the different types of tequila. You and by the way, Tommy, there will be a quiz on this. Since you are the, <laughs> this, you know, the distilled spirit buyer for Corona Cigars and the Davidoff Lounge here in Tampa. You had talked about there's 300 million plants or piñas that are used every year. Unlike grapes, which have a vine which will grow from, you know, the third year of production up until 100 years or whatever, give you grapes, every piña that's used is used once. So you cultivate them every year, and then you have to replant. It takes between 6 and 12 years for a piña to come to full maturity to be utilized, whether they're in the highlands or the lowlands. If they're from the highlands, they're going to give us sweeter tequila. So they take the piñas. They take them and then they roast them, put them in big ovens, cook them 24 to 48 hours, depending on the distillery. Then they take and they mash them, get the, the juice out of them. Sometimes it's free-run juice or it's crushed juice. And then they go ahead and make a mash and then start to distill it. Now, there are different types of tequilas. There are two categories, mixtos and 100% agave. Mixtos use no less than 51% agave with other sugars making up the remainder. Uh, and Mistos use both glucose, fructose, sugars. Tequila bottled in one of five categories. So we'll go through them, Samadhi Dave. Blanco, there is Joven, Reposado, 
there is Añejo and Extra Añejo. Yes, uh, in fact, I think Tommy brought over this uh, Don Julio is an Extra Añejo, correct? I can't it see is. the front yep, of it. Yep, I'm looking at it right here. Yeah. It's the Don Julio. Uh, wait a minute, let me just take a look here. That it's and it's because the Extra Añejo, I would think looking at it would be a darker color, but yeah. it is a clear spirit. Yeah. So when you look at it, Blanco means it's only been in a barrel for two months. From two months up to a year is uh, reposado, which means rested. A year to three years is añejo, which means aged. After that, after three years, then it's an extra añejo. The reason that's Blanco white is they filter out the color of it. It should be darker, yeah. but the color's been filtered out. Now, when we look at Blanco or white, that is uh, white spirit, unaged and bottled or stored immediately after distillation, aged less than two months in stainless steel or neutral oak barrels. Yeah, they're not trying to get any type of flavor of the barrel as you would with, you know, barrel gives off a lot of different things, whether it's hazelnut, vanilla. They're trying to just get the agave flavor, so that's why they put it in neutral oak barrels. Now, we go to, we won't really talk about, they have Hoven or it's Oro, yeah, which is young. a gold. It's a young. Right. But Reposado is the next one. Usually there's three tiers that we see, but Reposado Correct. aged a minimum of two months, but less than a year in oak barrels of any size. Correct. And that's where you're going to start to get some of that flavor profile from the barrels that will give it the nuances of it. If you look at the Hispanic culture, they drink a lot of Reposado to where a lot of the domestic consumers, they're looking for that Blanco because it's mixable. It can go into the drinks. But for connoisseurs such as those uh, alphas that are listening now and you and I, we appreciate an Añejo Correct. or a, uh, an extra Añejo which brings us to the next, the Añejo which is aged or vintage, aged a minimum of one year but less than three years in small oak barrels. Correct. Now you're starting to get like cognac, how it's aged in some of your single malts and your small batch bourbons. You know, that wood starts to take a little bit more command over the agave flavor. Then we go into extra añejo, which is what this Don Julio 70 is, extra aged or ultra aged, minimum of three years in oak barrels. And this category was, is relatively recent, only established uh, in March of 2006. Correct, because of the, think of it, when you look at single malt scotches or some of your cognac, you put something in a barrel for three years. That takes money and time. Not a lot of people have the affordability to do that. So they're trying to get that cash flow back with your Blancos and your Reposados. So it's only the powerhouse suppliers that can put something in a barrel three years and then come out with it, and hopefully it's good. With 100% agave tequila, Blanco is, uh, or Plata, harsher than uh, with the bold flavors of the distilled agave up front, while Reposado and Añejo, smoother, subtler, more complex because of the aging in the barrel. And uh, tequila does take on the flavors of the wood as the harshness of the alcohol mellows. But the major flavor distinction with 100% agave tequila is the base ingredient, which is much more vegetal, a little more sweeter than the grain spirits. Yes, that wood plays a lot like all the other beverages we've ever tried. Even wine, when you look at Cabernet versus a Chardonnay, that, that wood is giving that flavor. All right, so you now know the different types of tequila, and we'll, we'll concentrate primarily on the Blanco or white, the Reposado or rested, the Añejo aged or vintage, as well as sample an extra Añejo and extra aged, along with some samplings of some different tequila-inspired 
concoctions that uh, mixologist Queen Elizabeth will come up with. Sommelier Dave, front and center, mixologist Queen Elizabeth. We've got Tommy, the general manager of the Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 flagship store. Joining us when we come back, we will sample our first tequila as we celebrate Cinco de Mayo celebratory maneuvers today on The Cigar Dave Show. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is an Indian Head Cigar Sampler, including the Indian Head Rough Rider Sweets. The Indian Head Rough Rider Sweets is a mild blend using a Connecticut Ecuador wrapper and Dominican fillers and binder. It has just the right hints of sweetness, making it one outstanding smoke. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. General is ready with tamales and more. It's Cinco de Mayo tequila tasting maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. 
All right, now we get into my favorite portion of the tasting maneuvers, and that is actually tasting maneuvers. So, sommelier Dave Cavanis, if you would be kind enough to give us the lineup today that we will be sampling. Well, what we have here is the 1800 we're going to start off with. We're going to do your basic Blanco. Then we're going to go into the Reposado and Yeho. Then we're also going to taste their specialty item, their coconut. And then we're going to go into Malagro. They have a Blanco Repo Edieho, and then we're going to try the Montalobos Mezcal. Outstanding. And I remind you that once again, for Cinco de Mayo and tequila tasting maneuvers, no illegal Mexicans were used in the production of today's broadcast. I want to make sure we get that disclaimer out. And if there are any uh, illegal Mexicans or aliens that I offended, too, too bad. effing bad. Let us continue, lieutenants. And first up, Sommelier Dave, what do I have in front of me here? You have the 1800 Blanco which is aged, you know, under two months, and it's been harvested at its peak, the agaves. The liquid has been double distilled. It's a special selection of white tequilas blended together to add a little complexity and character. The result is going to be a really nice premium tequila that's going to be smoother, more interesting flavor than most that are on the market. It's clean, well-balanced, a little bit of hint of sweet fruit. Uh, I've got a little issue with mixologist Queen Elizabeth. She didn't give you enough? Uh, I think she gave me about uh, maybe one one-hundredth of a teaspoon. Mixologist Queen Elizabeth, yes. we have a little issue going on here. Wait, we'll let you put your, I know you were getting ready to create some concoctions here, but I'll let you put your, your headset back on. Now, mix, mixologist Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> one one-hundredth of a teaspoon is not enough for this five-star to sample. Let's not be, we've got full bottles of all this stuff, and we've got plenty more. Let's not be, uh, you know, so, so chintzy. yeah, so chintzy on this. Yeah. They all say there chintzy in unison. Keep going. Wait, 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 what is that? Now you gave me half a teaspoon. <laughs> Keep going. There we go. She did not know. Much better. Now okay, knows. now we've got about uh, the equivalent of a shot in there. That's much better. All right, so this looks like water. It is crystal clear. Yeah, crystal clear. You know, you're going to get that sweet fruit, maybe a little pepper. This yeah, very, very, very mild on the on the nose. There's not a lot of distinction. Correct. Right. So you're getting 1,800 sources or pinas from the highlands, which will give a resulting sweet flavor to the tequilas. All right. I will say cheers. Take That's a sample. Trivia. Smooth, you're right. Sweetness. Yeah. Now, if you were to drink whiskey right out of the, after it's distilled... Yeah, Only when it's moonshine stage. You get that corn flavor. Correct. But this has a little bit more character. Yes. A little more sweetness. Very pleasant. But I can see why they would use this in margaritas and Correct. some other concoctions on the beach. Because basically, you get just a little bit of taste, but you get the alcohol kick. Oh, sure. You're going to get that heat and that burn from the alcohol. Mm. Very, very nice. So once again, Somalia Dave, this was the... That was not our tequila that just uh, spilled, by the way. That's the 1800 <laughs> Blanco. Blanco. Yeah. So that is the white. And Somalia yes. Dave suggested retail. Uh, you're looking 24 uh, in this market, the Tampa market, you know, under $25. All right. So ballpark in the country, about $25 yeah. is what we're looking at. All right. Outstanding. Now let us move to the next tequila we will sample. Also in the 1800, we're going to go to what? The Reposado, which is rested. So it's under a year in the barrel. So Reposado, this has a slight, oh, brown hue, almost a honey-looking hue right, to it. little golden color. Yep. You know, th this has been matured in not only American, but also French oak barrels. 
under about six months, it's a rich liquid, and you'll get maybe a little buttery caramel on the flavor of it. Some mild spices, a little smokiness from the barrel. All right, now this, uh, again, a little bit more flavor on the mm-hmm. nose on this. A little bit of sweet, but again, very subtle. You're not right. getting that big oakiness. You're not getting yeah. that those bold, peppery aromas and hints on the nose. So I now, will say cheers. It hasn't been in the barrel long enough to give it you that much of it. You can def now, not as warm no. on the way down. A little more sweetness. Tommy Diadio, the general manager, Davidoff of Geneva, the spirit buyer for Corona Cigars, Davidoff of Geneva Lounge. What do you think? Uh, a lot more flavor. You get you get that wood in there now. You yeah. do get a little bit, but but, yeah. but very smooth. Yeah. Very. Again, this you could sip. You could put yeah. this in a snifter, lieutenants, and you would enjoy this with a mild, medium, even a full-flavored cigar. It's that good. That's what they're known for, their mildness, the 1800 line. Fantastic. Suggested retail? Uh, you're looking at about a $29.99. 30 bucks. Yeah. 30 bucks, and this is a great sipping tequila. Lieutenants, we have sampled the 1800 Blanco, the 1800 Reposado. We've given you a little background on tequila, and when we come back at hour number two, we'll continue our sampling as we celebrate Cinco de Mayo celebratory maneuvers and tequila tasting maneuvers today on the Cigar Dave Show. Hour number two coming your way as we come to you from the Davidoff flagship lounge in the Cigar City. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the General Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, thoroughly enjoying the brand new Camacho Power Band. Full flavored high octane beauty. Won't be available until June 10th. But you know about it exclusively first and foremost here on the Cigar Dave Show. We have sampled in celebratory maneuvers for Cinco de Mayo upcoming next Thursday. We have already sampled two Beautiful tequilas, the 1800 Blanco, followed by the 1800 Reposado. We've got about eight more tequilas to sample. We've got sommelier Dave Cavanis front and center. We've got mixologist Queen Elizabeth, who is concocting some incredible libations. And we've got, as a special guest, our host today, the general manager of the Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 flagship store and lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa, Tommy Diadio, as we get set for another hour of Cinco de Mayo and tequila tasting maneuvers. Welcome back, hour number two. But General, as always, I remind you to follow me at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. While we're also on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, we're on everything. But uh, I tend to use, personally, the Twitter myself. And I had a couple of 
prime liners today after Ted or this week after Ted Cruz announced Carly Fiorina as his VP. Go check my timeline from uh, earlier this week. You'll get a kick out of it. But without further delay. Warning. Warning. We've reached DEFCON 1. Civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures. The enemy of pleasure, the enemies of pleasure, are highly advised to stay away from my cigars, my humidor. Stay away from my fine libations, my bar area. And to stay away from my refrigerator and my, my grill, stay away from my meat. Man must survive eating meat. And I've told you the enemies of pleasure, the vegan sympathizers, the veganites, they want to come after your ribs, they want to come after your burgers, your steaks, your chops, all under the name of climate change. That's their latest shtick. In Denmark, a council, their ethics council, is considering proposals to introduce a tax on red meat after a government think tank came to the conclusion that climate change is an ethical problem. The Danish Council of Ethics. Wait a minute, I'm just thinking about this. Danish baby back ribs. I mean, what are they going to do? Get rid of one of their big exports, Danish baby back ribs? The Danish Council of Ethics recommended an initial tax on beef with a view to extend the regulation to all meats in the future. It said in the long term, the tax should apply to all foods at varying levels depending on climate impact. So here we go. Now, food and our meat is the next frontier in which the enemies of pleasure would like to wage war upon. So I love this. They're going to start with meat. Then they want to apply to a, a tax at, of foods of varying levels depending on climate impact. So let me get this straight. Humans cannot survive unless they eat. You have to have food for sustenance, for nutrition. The body requires it. Now, going back to the caveman days, they hunted, they slayed animals. That is how it works in the hierarchy of the animal kingdom. There were cows long before there were humans on this planet. There were probably other animals. We know there were other animals on this planet before humans. But now the animals that we, meet, that we eat are deemed to be evil. They're putting it in the category of all the other products they want to ban, cigars, and spirits, you name it, they want to go after it. And now they're using the guise of climate impact. Now, here's my, my take on this. They will do anything to come up with this lame excuse that we have to get rid of eating meat, we have to get rid of driving our cars, we have to get rid of flying, we have to stop living an advanced 21st century lifestyle, all in the name of climate change. And here's the little kicker. The Earth has been around for, I think, 5 billion years. I'll tell you what, let's just call it even 1 billion. I think it's been more than that. You look at different scientific studies and they say it's been much longer than that. Let's just call it a billion. It's a hell of a lot longer than you and I are going to be here. A billion years. Climactic data has only been recorded for 140 some odd years. Now if you take 140 years divided by a billion, that is not a sample size. That's like saying, you know what, we have a country of 200 and, uh, or 300 million people. There's, let's say, 175 million eligible voters. Let's do a poll of one person for the presidential election. And whatever that person says, 
That's exactly who's going to win the election. It is fabricated. It is, it's irrelevant. But this is what we're seeing now, that at every single turn, the enemies of pleasure, the veganites, want to come up with this excuse that in order to save the planet, you have to stop eating meat and poultry and any other thing they deem to be uh, dangerous towards climate change or contributing to climate change. Guess what? Climate has been changing for a billion years on this planet. Some years it's going to be warmer. Some years it's going to be colder. Some years the water is going to rise in the ocean. Some years it's going to decline. I noticed in California there was a drought the last number of years. This past year they've had record rain. So now do we say, oh, climate change. Now they've got record rain. We've got to go back to a condition where they go back to drought. So let's stop everything. It makes absolutely no sense. And they, this, this group in Denmark goes on to say, that the Danish way of life is far from climate sustainable. If we are to live up to the Paris Agreement target of keeping the global temperature rise well above 2 degrees Celsius, it's necessary both to act quickly and involve food. Now, here's the little kicker. Cattle. Cattle only contributes 10% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Now, because of the cattle, the cow, the steers, natural natural uh, eating environment, the way they eat the grass and the way that they pass gas, that is a natural emission, methane. But now all of a sudden they want to, what are they going to do, execute every single uh, piece of cattle, every herd of cattle in the world? It makes no sense. And let's really look at what this is about. This is not about climate change. This is about the veganites trying to change your eating habits. They dislike that you derive pleasure from eating a dead animal. End of story. So this weekend, in honor of the veganites and in honor of climate change, I will make sure that I fire up my grill not only once, but probably three times. And I will spew as much carbon emission. In fact, I'm going to light up my, my propane grill. I'm going to light up my big green egg, which has nice uh, coals in there. And I'll probably light up my smoker and emit tons of smoke into the atmosphere, all for one reason. Well, two reasons. One, because I get pleasure eating the fine products that come off those grills and smokers. And two, to totally perturb and make the veganite's life absolutely miserable. Eat your meat, eat your steak. Don't worry, lieutenants. Forget climate change. I will guarantee you when we're all long gone in a thousand years, the planet will still be here and people will still be enjoying their steaks, their ribs, their chops, their hot dogs, their burgers, their chicken. Guaranteed take it to the bank. And one thing that I can guarantee when we come back, we will absolutely enjoy tequila tasting maneuvers and tequila concoction libationary maneuvers as we celebrate Cinco de Mayo front and center today on the Cigar Dave Show. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. 
Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White Series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar. But the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. If you miss some of today's festivities, download the podcasts anytime through iTunes. Search Cigar Dave Show. Cinco de Mayo tequila tasting maneuvers continue on the Cigar Dave Show. Well, I'm not a tamale fan, but I'm a teta fan. I will not translate that on the air, but you can go look that up on Google for the translation. We continue with Cinco de Mayo Celebratory Maneuvers. It is next Thursday, uh, rejoined by sommelier Dave Cavanis. We've got mixologist Queen Elizabeth. We also have the general manager uh, of the Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 store and lounge here in the Cigar City, their flagship store, Tommy Diadio. And uh, gentlemen and lady, uh, this is probably the earliest that we have ever celebrated Cinco de Mayo Maneuvers on the show because it's still April. Correct. But the way that it falls, uh, it's next Thursday. Normally, it's usually a couple of days away, and 
Next week on the Cigar Dave Show, we will be doing Kentucky Derby wagering maneuvers. Everything you need to know about uh, wagering on horse races, we'll do our Kentucky Derby brief preview. Normally, we have a tough time getting both things in because Cinco de Mayo and Kentucky Derby are on the same day or thereabouts, but not this year. So, Samadier Dave, we had the 1800 Blanco, the 1800 Reposado. Now we go to the Añejo. The Añejo, aged. So what they're doing is they're using uh, pinas that are between 8 and 12 years old. The Añejo is aged exclusively in French oak barrels. It's aged for around 14 months. You're going to get a really nice finish on this. It's going to be spicy. It'll be well-rounded because it's been in the barrel that long. You're going to get the toasted oak from the barrel, some vanilla from the barrel, and probably some butterscotch on it. Vanilla and oak, I can definitely taste the aroma. And definitely more pungent. Not pungent in a good way, more flavorful, more aromatic than the Añejo and the Reposado. Tommy, did you get that as well? Oh, yeah. Sweeter. Get that mic nice and close. There you go. Yeah. Now, I'm going to take a sip. I'll say... Cheers. This this tequila is ideal for sipping. Wow. Very nice. Very smooth. Not as much warmth on the back of the palate. No. Very pleasant. Just a little bit of hint of warmth. I would say on the CDWF, the patented Cigar Day Warmth Factor Scale, it's probably about a uh, 4.5. But it's got a little bit of after warmth, but very, very pleasant. I'm telling you, this would be a great substitute for a cognac, for mm-hmm. a sipping whiskey. Sure. Tommy, do you get a lot of uh, cigar connoisseurs that come in? And want to request tequila in a snifter? Yes, and uh, it's more the Anejos. More the Anejos we're selling now. Yeah, this is very, very pleasant. This is great. S- suggested retail for a bottle of the 1800 Anejo. You're looking anywhere 34 to $40, you know, wow. $39, somewhere in there. Now, I'll tell you what would be enjoyable is to stick a large ice block, like a Prohibition Correct. style uh, ice block in there, mm-hmm. get a little bit of the chilling, subtle. Eva- subtle uh, uh, evaporation, evaporation of the, of the right. ice cube, Correct. but it won't distort the taste. Just give it a little coolness. Mm-hmm. That would be very, very pleasant. Yes, and with the cigar that we're enjoying, this Camacho, it would be perfect. Outstanding. So now mixolog- or go back to mixologist Queen Elizabeth. You have been hard at work. We're going to four, actually five different uh, concoctions that you have come up with. Why don't you review the names of them, and then we'll start off with the first one. Well, the first one is um, called the Blind Pig. You just brought up Prohibition. It's another name for a speakeasy back in the day because they would refer to police as pigs, which would turn Ah. a blind eye to the speakeasies or the places that were still selling alcohol. So with that one, it's just a twist on a traditional margarita where you're going to have your fresh squeezed lime juice. You can either use agave or simple syrup. In this case, I used simple syrup because I muddled some blueberries with it and I added a splash of pineapple juice and the um, 1800 silver that you were enjoying previously. Okay. Then you also have the lizard bait, the south of the border, and there's a little interesting one that you've come up with called... Actually, I came up with the name of it. You did come up with the name. Build, build, Build a wall. Build a wall. Build a wall. Build a wall. And who's going to pay for that concoction, that libation? Mexico. (laughs) And then lastly, to celebrate uh, getting ready for Kentucky Derby, the mint julep, a classic with some Woodford Reserve, the official official bourbon of the Kentucky Derby. And 
uh, we'll, we'll enjoy that as well. That's very, very southern, very genteel, very time. By the way, uh, mixologist Queen Elizabeth, do you have your hat ready for the Kentucky Derby? I do, actually. I'll probably be working for it, but I'll be cranking out those mint juleps left and right. There you go. Okay. Well, I will not be wearing one of those funny hats that all those ladies ladies wear. And what I find interesting is you see all these people going to Kentucky Derby parties, and they go to the Kentucky Derby in Louisville, and they wear the dress and the big hat. And I always say... 99% of those women that are attending with the big hats, uh, they would know the difference between a horse's, uh, a horse's front and a horse's ass. They couldn't tell the difference. They wouldn't know what, what end is which. It's but all they, about the party. It's all about looking good and the party. There's no they, Most of them don't even look watch the race. No. They just Why sit there they? and they want to look good. So, All right, so uh, next up we've got the blind pig. So if you will, mixologist Queen Elizabeth. You want me to tell you how I did it? Yep, let's go through it. Um, so I started with simple syrup with this one because, um, like I said, since we're adding the blueberries and the pineapple juice, it's a little sweet on its own. So you usually use agave in a traditional margarita. So I used simple syrup, and I muddled that with about four or five blueberries. And then I added some of the juice of a fresh-squeezed lime. I added about two ounces of the 1,800 silver tequila, which, as you could tell before, is very mixable. It's not that potent on its own. And then just to kind of set it off so it is, doesn't have that bite and the sourness that a traditional margarita does, I added a splash of pineapple juice to it to complement the Beautiful. So I'm ready to sample it. Let's do it. All right. Your, yeah. Yours is right there. Right to the right. There. Oh, that's oh to the right. Did not see that there. Now this is a little pink in here, and I like the little blueberry garnish. This looks like pink lemonade. Now I'm a little worried. No, that was just me using my feminine wiles on you. Uh, <laughs> great. Now I'm going to be very <laughs> feminine all day. I'm going to really be in touch with my inner wussified beta male. Never going to happen, Lieutenant. Sorry. I'll say cheers. Now, do you think about pigs? They're pink in nature. I've never got, well, I have gotten that close, but never really noticed they were pink. I used to raise hogs. They're quite a unique animal. All right, very good. Now, this is very, uh, not as sweet as I thought, but very pleasant. Yes. It's got a little sweetness. Take another sip. Hmm. This is actually cool and refreshing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, this is where you have to be careful, because if you're outside by the pool, it's summer, you whip up a pitcher of this, People start drinking this in place of water because it is so sweet and so light. You know, they're going to get a little bit on the schnookered side very quickly. Right, and they'll dehydrate. That's why it's very important to always drink water with your alcoholic beverages. Mm. This is really, really good. It's very good. She nope. did a great job. Yeah, so when you muddle, you took some blueberries. I did, and I actually put some simple syrup in it, about a half ounce, and then I just used a muddler and just mashed them in there. So that's what gave it the color. So it's... Technically, blue-ish purple. <laughs> blue-ish purple. Uh, I know. Still it looking looks pink, pink to me. <laughs> it does look pink. <laughs> Except for the two blueberries that are on the top. And we will have all the recipes that mixologist Queen Elizabeth comes up with today at CigarDave.com. So if you can check that, we'll have pictures. You'll see. This is a beautiful-looking uh, concoction. All right. Now, Simonier, Dave, let me uh, bring up uh, one other thing. When we talk about tequila, does tequila further age once it gets into the bottle? No, no spirit actually ages once it comes out of the barrel because that's where its aging properties lie. Just like with wines, the barrel helps it to age and grow. Once you take it out, put it in the glass container, it's dead. Now, the agave nectar I'm going to pull here from yeah. our good friend at Master of Mixes. Yeah, Danny Williams. Danny, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to open this up and take this actually is a great honey substitute. It sure is. It's hypoglycemic, so people that have... 
issues with sugar, they should utilize agave nectar. This is beautiful. Look at the aroma. Very sweet. Take a taste. Mm. Yeah, it's a byproduct of after the, the pinas have been crushed. It's delicious, isn't it? This is magnificent. Yeah. And this is all just agave nectar, yep, 100%. Yeah, 100%. No sugar added, nothing. nothing. This is the natural. Very affordable to buy them like this, 375 milliliter. This is fantastic. I'm looking at a tablespoon is 65 calories. So yeah. it's actually not that bad. No. And very, very pleasant. It comes in a nice bottle. And I've actually used the agave nectar you've given me when yes. I've had a sore throat. Correct. I put a little hot tea, a little agave nectar. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Does the trick. Could call me Dr. Dave. <laughs> Dr. Sommelier Dave, that would be exactly right. You're a, uh, yes, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to come up with an appropriate additional title on that one. We will continue Cinco de Mayo tasting maneuvers around the corner. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up The Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And The Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. Helping you prepare the perfect Cinco de Mayo celebration. It's Tequila Tasting Maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. And it's only appropriate that we play the song Tequila as we conduct Tequila Tasting Maneuvers and Cinco de Mayo celebratory maneuvers today on the Cigar Dave Show. And Samadhi Dave Cavanis rejoins us, mixologist Queen Elizabeth. We've got Tommy Diadio, the general manager of the Davidoff uh, flagship store and lounge here in the Cigar City. Tommy, you just brought a giant ice ball to the table here. 
Uh, you actually have a machine that makes these. Yes, we do. It's copper. Co tell me how that works. You just put a square cube in there, and the pressure from the copper pushes down, and it makes a perfectly circle ice ball. So the uh, ice melts really slow in your uh, whatever spirit you put in there. Outstanding. In fact, uh, when we get ready to enjoy one of the Milagros, I'm going to put a little bit of probably the Añejo in that. But first, Samadier Dave, you have got a flavored tequila that you have just given me from 1800. From 1800. They, all, they had come out with a coconut. It's infused with coconut. It's the same price as the Blanca would be, around $24. Smells like a pina colada. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So you could either make a pina colada out of it or drink it neat like that. Mm. It's really unique. Wow, that's good. Sweet. Very flavorful. That's very dangerous. Yeah. Especially if you put that in a pina colada. Yeah. I mean, that's like drinking candy. Right, exactly. So it's just a line extension for the 1800 brand. And they flavor it with coconut? Yeah. Just like how you would, uh, the rum um, Malibu, mm -hmm. they have the coconut flavors in that. Mm. Very good. And what's the retail on that? Same, around $24, $25, somewhere in there. So, so they take an Añejo, or no, Blanco, Blanco yeah. and just put a little bit of that in there? Yes. That's great. That's very, very nice. Very pleasant. Very sweet. Yeah. Not for everybody. Correct. But uh, I, I'm sure the dames would like it. Oh, they'd love it. Absolutely. So let's uh, move on. Next up, we're going to move into Milagro. Tell me about Milagro. Milagro it was established back in 1997. It's two friends. One's a uh, banker, and one was his father owned a glass factory. They were in London looking at all the pretty vodka bottles on the shelf, wondering, why do all the tequila bottles look so uh? So they went in, went back to Mexico. They got some vineyards up, and they're sourcing out 8- to 12-year-old piñas and putting together some of the finest tequila out of Jalisco, tequila region of Mexico. Excellent. So this is the Milagro Blanco. Silver, which is their Blanco. Correct. Beautiful looking bottle. It's got a yes, whitish blue tint to it. They call it the silver, correct? Mm -hmm. okay. They call it the silver. They'll call it silver, Blanco, whatever. Say cheers. You know, you're looking at um, wow. a triple distilled beverage, just like Smooth. how Irish whiskey's triple distilled over scotch, now, which is double distilled. Now, compared to the 1800, this doesn't have as much warmth. No. Definitely smoother. Yes. Higher price point? No, believe it or not, it's a little wow. bit, a couple dollars cheaper. You can get the mm. Blanco maybe for $22, $23. Wow, mixologist, Queen affordable. Elizabeth, what'd you think? I love it. I think it's incredibly smooth. Like you said, it doesn't have so much of the warmth that the 1800 does, but on its own, it's, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorites. Tommy? <laughs> I like it too. I just think it, it burns a little bit more with the... Uh, it burns a little bit more than me. You think it's warmer on the back of the palate? In the back, yeah. Interesting. I find it the opposite. Yeah. But everybody's got personal yeah. well, taste that's preferences. that's the beauty of drinking. Everybody has their own Absolutely. Palettes. Beautiful. An incredible bottle on this thing is just incredible. Yes, it is. And how long has this been around, Samadhi, Dave? Uh, since 1997. 1997. So, so they've been around for a while. So it's relatively new, yeah. And the 1800s been around for a long time. Yes, it has. It, well, it's part of the Cuervo properties, and they go back into the 1600s, 1700s. Wow, I did not realize that. That's the more their upscale? Yes. Their uh, upmarket? Jose Cuervo, yes. Gotcha. All right, so Queen, uh, mixologist Queen Elizabeth, let's move on to the next tequila concoction, and it is called Lizard Bait. Yes, I named that for myself, because I, I like a lot of heat in my cocktails, so in this one, I actually muddled a chili pepper and a jalapeno slice. Um, Thought you were going to tell me you're going to get one of the little, little lizards we see running around here in Florida, and you're <laughs> going to chop it up and, yeah, a little Mick the Brit gecko yeah, and exactly. stick that in there. That would upset the vegans, wouldn't it? 
Who cares? <laughs> That's all we, we want. We do. could care. Actually, if we, you know what? Let's get, go get some of those little geckos. <laughs> put them in there. If the vegans get ticked, even better. All right, so tell me what's in this, Elizabeth. Well, I actually used a little bit of agave nectar, a little less than the simple syrup that I used in the blind pig, but the agave will balance it out a little bit more than the simple would. That would just kind of run through it. I used fresh squeezed lime juice again because lime is always traditionally what's going to complement tequila the most. Whenever you see people out doing shots, they're always going to chase it with a lime, things like that. For the actual liquor base, I used Milagro Reposado, which is the next one that you're going to try. And it is one of my favorite repos out there right now. It's easy to drink. And, um, and then I actually am going to add a little bit of OJ to it. And that is, you know, kind of my little hangover remedy as well as just what I could sit by the pool all day. Now, will you shake that? Or yes, I will. Okay. Yep. So the Reposado, as we learned some audio, Dave, aged a minimum of two months but less than a year in oak barrels. Correct. In this particular brand is aged six months in a barrel. Six months in a barrel. Yeah. So much longer. right in the middle. Yeah, it's right in the middle. All right, hold on. I've got to get a picture of, of mixologist Queen Elizabeth with her pink shaker. It's very, definitely not alpha. Go ahead. Beautiful. All right. We'll tweak that out and put and that. Lizard's it's hard to catch. Lizard's hard to catch, too. Uh, unless my German shepherd gets it. He takes yeah. one paw and boom, <laughs> he grabs it. It's pretty Toast. easy. Toast, exactly. So that is a nice-looking concoction. Again, this is the lizard bait. It uses the Reposado, the Milagro Reposado tequila, some yeah. muddled chili peppers. Yep. And that Reposado is going to be really clean, but it's going to have some toast and caramel flavors, a little bit of fresh spice finish on it. And we've got, I just saw mixologist Queen Elizabeth cut the chili pepper uh, or put a little garnish on it. Uh, agave nectar, orange juice, and Salerno. What is Salerno? Salerno is a blood orange liqueur. It's an orange liqueur, similar how Grand Marnier or Cointreau or Triple Sec, but it's made out of blood oranges. Gotcha. All right. So I will say cheers. Take a sip of the lizard bait. Mm. Oh, that's good. It is. Just a little citrus. Not overly sweet. Not overly sour. When you smell the nose on it, you get the agave right away. It stands straight on. Mm. I love that smell. Wow. Not bad. Not a bad mixologist, huh? Oh, no. Oh, and I, now I feel the heat. Yes. On now the back. I, there it's about it goes. a 15-second delay on the back. There is the heat. Ooh, very nice. Mixologist Queen Elizabeth, is this popular around Cinco de Mayo? Do you, do you sell a lot of these? When I, you're out I do, but since it's something that I kind of concocted with a friend of mine that likes the heat as well, I, I tell a lot of people about it. It is more a traditionally alpha male cocktail because of that bite that it has right. to it. But, um, you know, the agave really does balance it out, so it's not that no, it's difficult not. to... No, it's It's just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, Samadhi Dave, Colonel Ange, one of his specialties is candied bacon. There you go. And there's a lot of heat. When yes. you were for super snacks, if yes. you tasted that, you tasted it, it's sweet, it's great, and about 30 seconds later, a giant blowtorch hits the back of your mouth yes. and your throat. This would have been perfect to go with it that day. It would have, but very, very subtle. And I, I like the, the little red pepper garnish on it yes. is very, very nice. Outstanding. So, mixologist Queen Elizabeth, excellent so far. Now, let's move in to the Milagro. Uh, no, let's go to the Reposado. We haven't sampled that yet, even oh, though it's in this, right. in this uh, lizard bait libation. So, again, Somalia Dave, tell me about the Milagro Reposado. You're looking at uh, pinas that have been aged on the, uh, out in the field for around 10 years. 
then it's aged in the barrel once it becomes the tequila for about six months. What you're going to get is a really nice caramel toast and slight spice finish on its own. Outstanding. Now, I will say that, and Tommy, I know you'll agree, and Samadhi Dave, the Camacho Power Band has gone exceptionally well with every single yes. tequila and libationary concoction that we've sampled today. Yes, it has. Just incredibly. Yeah, it, it holds up to everything. Everything. And not overpowering, just no. a very, very nice balance. Now, the Milagro Reposado, I'll take a taste of that. What do you say? Cheers. Yep. You're looking at something under $30. Wow. Now, that definitely has much more personality yes. on the palate than the 1800 Reposado. Yes, it does. Definitely a little bit more flavorful. Yeah, it's bolder. Definitely bolder. Yeah, they're sourcing their piñas from the Lowlands, which is giving it that different flavor profile. We're 1800s exclusively Highland. Now, what's the difference in flavor profile <laughs> well, from the Lowlands to the Highlands? On the Highlands, you're going to get more of a sweetness to it. You know, because it's stressing out the pina to go ahead and source the water for it. Where the lowlands is getting more water content to it. It's a little bit bigger, fatter of a pina. Excellent. Very, very nice. And in that last cocktail, the lizard bait, I think we're getting a little bit of heat, not only from the muddled chili pepper, but from that Milagro Reposado as well. Yes, it, you will. Outstanding. All right, so now let's move in to the... Añejo. Añejo. Again, Añejo aged a minimum of one year, but less than three years in small oak barrels. Yes, it is. What you have here is something that's been growing in the fields about 12 years. And then when they put it in the barrel, it's between 14 months and 24 months. It's almost gone up to two years, depending on the juice that they started with. All right. So let me say cheers on that. Now on the nose, a little bit of sweetness. Yes. Very nice. Aromatic. Mm -hmm. You might get some caramel, tobacco, mm. tropical fruit. Not as much warmth on the back of the palate. No. Still a little bit, but yeah. very nice, very complex. And it's amazing when you do a vertical tasting, even tasting the Milagro Añejo to the 1800 the Añejo. 1800, you see the big difference. You really see the difference, the nuances. <laughs> and that's why I always say, if you are thinking of having a Cinco de Mayo party or you're having some people over, go out. Pull some money. Everybody put in 20 bucks. Yeah. Go out and buy maybe two different, uh, or if you want, people say, Look, I only like the Añejo Reposado. Yeah. Buy three of each. Exactly. And just do a vertical tasting. Enjoy your cigars. Throw some steaks on the grill. You'll really be able to, first of all, have a nice evening Correct. enjoying uh, connoisseur tasting maneuvers. Mm -hmm. But also you get to really discern the differences and the nuances that you can't really dis taste if you just taste it once at a time. If you taste them all back to back to back, you really can see the differences. Yeah, you can see it. it, it you know, most people that do consume any alcohol beverage, a lot of it's done sometimes in a bar. And they'll drink it, and then they'll lose that flavor profile, and they're on that one particular item. When you do it at home, like you're suggesting, you're doing and you're tasting every individual item to where you're paying attention to what that each and every individual item is giving you and you pick up the different nuances. All right, so we have sampled a vertical sampling of the 1800 Blanco Reposado Añejo, the Milagro Blanco Reposado Añejo. When we come back for our final and concluding segment, we'll try the Don Julio Extra Añejo as well as the Don Julio Añejo. And mixologist Queen Elizabeth will give us a south of the border. We'll do the build the wall and for Kentucky Derby, Next week, 
a little mint julep. Get a little bit away from the tequila tasting and go up to bourbon tasting just for one quick second as we wrap it up as we celebrate Cinco de Mayo tasting maneuvers on The Cigar Dave Show. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection for April is an Indian head cigar sampler, including the La Galera Habano. It's a medium to full body blend with an amazing aroma. La Galera Habano is complex with an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Dominican Corojo binder, and three different fillers. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit jarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Cue the mariachi band. It's Cinco de Mayo tequila tasting maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. Well, some good friends have uh, popped by here to the Davidoff of Geneva. Uh, correction, da- uh, yeah, Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 flagship store lounge in the Cigar City. We've got uh, Dr. Giacomo Gagino of the Giacomo Cigar. We've got our good friend uh, Greg Ward and uh, Dr. Giacomo. A belated happy birthday to you. Thank you, General. I appreciate it. It's good to be here, especially at Davidoff. And you hosted about uh, 15 alpha males at your uh, magnificent uh, 
incredible, I call it your, really your kitchen cave uh, in, above your office. And we had a lovely evening. You made great dinner. We had great cigars, the Giacomo cigars, great camaraderie, uh, fellow alpha males. We had a wonderful time, and I want to thank you for the hospitality. Well, it was our pleasure, and we'll do it again. And in honor of your birthday last week, I actually smoked the Giacomo 102. I heard you were ecstatic. It was a great cigar. <laughs> it was fantastic. Thank you, General. I, I, appreciate I enjoyed it. it, and we talked about the significance of the band as well, that uh, your mother worked in a cigar factory for many years. Your father worked for one of the railroad companies, and you've got the tributes to them on the band, so a lot of significance on that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the recognition. And uh, Greg, as always, great to see you. Let's see what do you let's see what you got lined up in the pocket here. Gee, I wonder what that looks like. Uh, I got a couple of Giacomo 102s. <laughs> Anybody want some Giacomo 102s? I just took them out of Greg's pocket. There you go. So, uh, Greg, as always, uh, you were also, you and Jack, good friends, and we had a wonderful dinner. Again, people, this is what we talk about on the show. Alpha males enjoying great camaraderie, great fellowship, lots of laughing, lots of jokes, great food, great libations, great cigars. That's what it's all about. We enjoyed every time we've been able to do this we enjoy your company when you get up there and we got to get tommy up there with us also we've been trying but uh, no success yet listen it's a high class establishment i'm not sure we got i'm not sure about tommy there you know I'm, I'm not sure about that but no tommy's a great guy and the hospitality is extended here has been great along with uh, uh, jack you as well so uh happy birthday and i should mention i still get people commenting when we had our our 15th anniversary of the show just about six years ago your office, a noted ophthalmologist in the Cigar City on Swan Avenue, very big east-west thoroughfare in the Cigar City of Tampa. And you always put different messages on your, uh, on your board outside that you had. And sure enough, you said, happy 15th anniversary, Cigar Dave, Long Ashes General. And I still get people saying, you know, I saw that a number of years ago. Did you know it was there? And I said, I absolutely did know it was there. That was a nice touch that you always did. Well, thank you. We're a community-oriented uh, establishment, and you're part of the community, a big part of it, and you got the deserved recognition, General. Thank you for all that you do with the cigar industry. Well, many thanks, and as always, appreciate the friendship, and I know uh, we're going to have some cigars together. And I've got some, we've got the next libation. Stay right there, because mixologist Queen Elizabeth has been working on a few libations. The next one is called the South of the border. So mixologist Queen Elizabeth, tell me about it. Well, um, this one has, um, I used a silver tequila as the base because what I actually put in it is Salerno, the blood orange infused liqueur from Sicily that we right. talked about. And then I used the Montelobos Mezcal, which is a really great Mezcal because it's smoky, but it's not too overwhelming. So I kind of brought that down with a little bit of simple syrup and then some fresh orange juice. Outstanding. So let me say cheers to all of you. Salute. Gentlemen, absolutely. Let's take a sip. Oh, that's nice. What'd you think, Greg? Outstanding. Very, very smooth and uh, very easy on the palate. Thank you. Nicely, Dr. Giacomo? Nicely balanced. Delicious. Thank you. And uh, Tommy, did you, oh, you need another glass. Take it. What'd you think? I drank it already. <laughs> I already drank it. It's gone. That was quick. <laughs> I'm still working on the first few sips. Outstanding. Take another sip. Mm. Excellent. Now, as you get ready for the next libation, Mixologist Queen Elizabeth, you're going to pour me a little Don Julio Extra Añejo. Now, Somalia Dave, Extra Añejo means what? It means it's been aged over three years in the barrel. Over three years in the barrel. Three years in a barrel. It's going to get a little drier in flavor profile. It's going to get a lot of the nuances of the wood. It should be smoky, have some spice to it, a little vanilla. Could get some hazelnut, depending on the barrels they used. And, Tommy, you said this is one of your big tequila sellers here. Yeah, this has actually been hitting the Padron Silver Market, which is uh, always good. 
Now, this is because even though it's an extra Añejo, it's colorless. It looks like a Blanco. Correct, because they've filtered out the color. All right. There's ways to do it. You could either do it through diamonds, charcoal filter. It depends on what you use as the filtering agent. I'll take a sip of this. Wow. Massive flavor, mm -hmm. not overpowered. That is no. beautiful. I didn't. That, I didn't expect that. I thought with the the blanco, the the clear, because it's clear it's looking. Deceiving. That's why you can't let your eyes do your yeah. You know, palette. Very clean, very very clean. You, this is. What's the suggested retail for a bottle of this, uh, Tommy? Do you know Baltark? I think it's about fifty five. Mm. Which you're, is a very affordable. Yeah. Jack and Greg, you're going to love this. You are going to absolutely. That'll go great with your one hundred twos, by the way, the Giacomo one hundred twos. All right. Now, next up, mm -hmm. let's go to the. Uh, this is a classic. I created the, the name of this. It's called, in honor of Donald Trump, Build the Wall. <laughs> and who's going to pay for it, everybody? The Mexicans. That's right. Mexico's going to pay for this libation, this cocktail for all. So, mixologist Queen Elizabeth, what's in it? Well, I just wanted to do a simple build here. So, what we're going to do is use tequila, fresh squeezed lemon juice, pineapple juice, orange juice, and then I'm going to layer it on the bottom with grenadine. And then we are going to top it with a wall. So top to it with a wall of lime. Let's put a wall of lime in there. And what's the uh, little grenadine? Yes. So you're going to top it with a wall of limes and lemons. And an orange. We, we, can't, and have, an we orange. can't take any chances So on no this. illegal alien would be able to climb over this libation, this cocktail. No and I will say cheers. i got to take a picture of this. before. This is beautiful. Yeah, before I, I can't even touch it. this until we take the picture right here. That is Very beautiful. Nice. Look at that, that wall of citrus. All right, I will say cheers to all. This will scare away all illegal aliens once, <laughs> once they come within contact. This is great. A little bit of sweetness. Very nice. Love the wall of citrus. Going to keep everybody out. Mm. Now, lastly, remaining seconds. In honor of Kentucky Derby, real quickly, mint julep. Quick. Uh, the mint julep is going to be... Um you're going to muddle mint along with sugar cubes and some simple syrup, and then you're going to add uh, two ounces of your favorite bourbon, and today we are using Woodford for that. Outstanding. We'll take a sample of that. Next week, we'll have Kentucky Derby wagering maneuvers and a Kentucky Derby preview. Want to thank, as always, Sommelier Dave, mixologist Queen Elizabeth. Want to thank Tommy Diadio, general manager of Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City. Good friends, Greg Ward and Dr. Giacomo Gugino, Sergeant Steve, Cigar Dave, the general, saying may our humidor always be full. May our cutter always be sharp. May our ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Happy Cinco de Mayo celebratory maneuvers. Build that wall and long live the Alpha.